Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode of the Dungeon Cast has been brought to you by Hero Forge. Hero Forge offers fully customizable tabletop miniatures with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. Their easy-to-use design tool lets you build your perfect miniature online using a fully 3D in-depth character creator right in your web browser. Hero Forge also offers downloadable model files for users to 3D print their unique designs at home. Their 2.0 color technology allows you to create your perfect miniature in color with advanced features like decals, makeup, war paint, and more. Design your unique miniature and get it printed in full color, no painting required. Visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today. And check back often. New content is added every week. Hey everyone, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Will. I'm Brian. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons. And today we are covering the five colleges of Strixhaven. One, two, three, four. Hey Brian. Hey Will. How are you doing today? It's gonna be the ho- it is the holidays. It's holidays now. Yeah, we're we're, we're in the heart of the holidays right now we're when deep, we're recording this. We're yeah. deep inside the holidays <laughs> right now. Indeed, indeed we are. Yeah, so happy holidays. And I'm enjoying it very much. Oh yeah. <laughs> God damn. And we're being safe about it too. Always. Our Always wipe- gotta be we safe. We changed our wiper blades on our cars. Absolutely. And the headlights mm-hmm. are working. <laughs> All right, let's talk about D. We put a rubber on it. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So today, so today we are taking a look inside D and D's newest release, uh, Strixhaven: A Curriculum in Chaos. Uh, now, this has been an interesting addition to Five E, and I was I was very surprised at what I found inside, and even more surprised by what I didn't find. Um, Strixhaven. Oh. oh yeah, yeah. Strixhaven is a book designed to assist you in running a game in a magical academy setting, a la Harry Potter, mm-hmm. um, and it does, I think, a very good job at doing exactly that. The lore around Strixhaven and its five colleges is well written as uh, the creative ways in which magic is studied and applied is described. It feels like a very well thought out and fun setting. Yeah, it looks like a lot of planning and thought went into like creating this book as far as yeah, what the creators they, have to say on it. They were they paid a lot of attention to the flavor and lore for sure. And I've been seeing a lot of cool image work um, and like they're still sure. teasing the dragon stuff too. Which, uh, yes, there there is actually some really interesting dragon stuff, which we'll we'll talk about today. Mm-hmm. Um, but where this book delivers in juicy lore, it falls completely flat in the character options section. Oh, um, I think the online consensus on this book is that uh, this book should have been marketed more as an adventure module rather than a new source book. Hmm. Um, and I agree. Uh, it even has a few pre-written adventures included in it. Uh, that being said, I will save my criticism of the book to the end of the episode because there's a lot of good things to talk about, too. And, um, yeah, um, any questions before we get into them? I, I, I will say that in the marketing of this book, that is the vibe I got, was that it was going to be like, Same. like a, um, a, a... A character options. We were going to get... No, no, like no, I got the, I got oh, the got, opposite thing. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. I got more of like, we're building a world and not basic, really like, there's going to be some magic... So I saw like there's going to be spells. There's going to be. Like, I had assumed we were going to get a, a book in the vein more of Theros. Okay, yeah. Instead, we got a book more in the vein of Witchlight. Yeah, okay, okay. And, I see that. I see what you mean. Now. And the thing is, uh, if we look at the the Magic: The Gathering setting books, which this is one of those, mm-hmm. uh, we got uh, what what was the first one? Um, uh, Guild Guild Masters Guild, Guide to Ravnica. Ravnica. So we got Ravnica and we got Theros. Mm-hmm. Both of those had a lot of. Uh, 
character options, mm-hmm. new races, new new subclasses, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I guess I was going to save this for the end, but we're talking about it now. This book has um, no subclasses, zero. Oh, I thought it had a sorcerer um, thing. It doesn't. You huh? would think it would have like wizardy stuff, sorcerer mm-hmm. stuff, nothing. Okay. Um, it has one race. Which, the Owlin. The Owlin, which it is the Eriko crowd with Dark Vision. That's it. That's, the only, that's it. And, and like a paragraph of lore. So there's no lore to talk about either. Dark Vision um, is like buttering your toast. And I, I, will, I will find a way to make an episode about it, but I'll have to dig directly into Magic the Gathering lore um, rather than D&D lore. Which oh, is for fine. the Owlin? For, for the Owlin, yeah. Um, there are some background stuff. They're okay. Um, there's... New spells, not as many as there probably should be. A lot of people were complaining about that. Mm. Um, spells are hard. The feats are a little bit weak sauce. Uh, uh, again, the character options for this are not good. That being said, this is a great book for a DM who wants to run a Magical Academy setting because, goddamn, they, do they do it well. And the lore is very, very good. And that's what we're talking about today. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Okay. So let's uh, talk about the lore of Strixhaven. Let's do it. Okay. So Strixhaven bills itself as a premier institution of magical learning in the world. As a Magic the Gathering setting, Strixhaven is canonically located on a world car called Arcavios, Arcav- mm-hmm. uh, which formed from the collision of two other worlds. Uh, it is situated in the northeastern portion of a continent called Orthea, or Orithia, Orithia. Uh, also known as the Vastlands, which is populated by tremendous varieties of people. That being said, the book makes it very clear that Strixhaven is designed to fit snugly into any homebrew world and not to overly concern yourself with the Magic the Gathering lore if it doesn't fit your needs. Some plug and play Hogwarts, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Stick <laughs> plug it in and my play game. Hogwarts, very much. Yes, and then yes, yes. you see a magic school. Get yep. in there and learn some shit, <laughs> but don't change your class option. Um, and you don't, <laughs> and you really don't have to. We'll get into that. Like you can go to the school as a barbarian. Ooh, um, okay. So studying at Strixhaven, though magical in nature, isn't about learning to be a wizard, but about learning to be a historian, an artist, an orator, a scientist, or some other profession, while using magic to enhance one's studies. The university's understanding of magic is expansive. Characters of any class can study at Strixhaven, whether they're fully fledged spellcasters like wizards, clerics, or druids. Uh, they manage the spell or two thanks to a subclass or feat, or they manifest magical abilities that aren't even spells, a la like the um, what is it? The there's that magic barbarian. ancestral barbarian. Yeah, but there's another one after. Yeah, there's that. a wild magic barbarian. Yeah, that which one. is a great, great one. But um, I think they even use the ancestral barbarian as an example because they're conjuring spirits. Yeah. yeah, they get a magic of sorts. They actually do get two spells. They get like clairvoyance and oh, there um, you go, augury. Is it augury? augury yeah, yeah, that's it. And uh, I really like the the magic the wild magic barbarian because you can like give people spell slots and stuff. It's yeah, cool. it's a very interesting subclass. Um, so thus, students and faculty aren't limited to magical topics alone. They pursue studies in every facet of existence, magical or otherwise, applying magic to whatever they study. As Strixhaven, historians call forth the spirits of the dead to aid in their lessons about the past. Mm. And arcanobiologists use necromancy to pull at life and coax out death when teaching about the natural world. Simultaneously, mage artists sculpt elemental energy to create animate art. And arcane symbologists teach students how to recognize and understand the magical glyphs they encounter. All right, kids, we're having ghost lecture today. That's Dan, so fucking cool. Tell, like, him, tell him how you died, Dan. <laughs> Go ahead. No, yeah, come on. I brought you all the way here. Now tell him. I was thinking about, you know, our world. Like, we brought back Abraham Lincoln. He's going to say <laughs> what it was like that night in the theater. Or, like, the Getty Address. What did he actually say? How did you really die, yeah. Abe? I kept getting too tall. And we couldn't really tell people that. So I had a guy shoot me because it was painful. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Man. No, like, it's this is this is great. This yeah. reminds me, this would be a cool place for downtime. Doesn't it take, like, I was oh, talking yes. to somebody today. This like, place is, like, made for downtime. Right. I was yeah. talking to somebody today, like, learning new skills is, like, th- what, 30 weeks or something like that? Okay. Is what they were talking about. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, that's a long time. <laughs> I mean, what? That's <laughs> Makes sense uh, for it to be long. seven months or so of yeah, practice? Yeah, seven, eight yeah. months. Yeah. Um, sounds good. It, yeah. it sounds right. So if you spent, like, seven, eight months of downtime here to learn some cool bullshit. You're going to learn some cool bullsh- bullshit for nice. sure. So before we get into the school structure and campuses, Strixhaven has introduced a couple new natural phenomenon to D&D, which are uh, on conspicuous display around the university. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are called snarls and star arches. Okay. So in Arcavios, the fabric of magic is knotted in tangled 
mumbled in certain locations, creating phenomenon called snarls. At these places, spells can be amplified or distorted in unpredictable ways. This phenomenon matters for Strixhaven specifically because a luminous snarl is situated at the very heart of the campus, located inside the Hall of Oracles in the university's, university's monumental library, the Biblioplex. The Biblioplex. Donde esta la Biblioplex? So uh, this, this snarl makes this place like the absolute... Uh, um, optimal place to have a magical university. Yeah, magic cool. works better here than it does anywhere else. Well, that's <laughs> that sucks too because then you leave this place and you're like, how come we can't fireball the way yeah, I used to? You're not as good as what. What's yeah. wrong with me? Uh, yeah, absolutely. That's it's, really funny. See, it reminds me of how dark matter apparently bends light as it travels through space. So mm, you, mm-hmm. Like when you look out in a telescope, you the like see the light bending around shit that's invisible. Not there, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Okay. So your magic is like, your Gus cantrip like really pops too hard and like... Right, exactly. You, you like... Yeah. Give someone a concussion by blowing them into the wall or And that's definitely something that could happen. That's fun. Uh, similarly, gravity-defying arch shapes appear throughout the world of Arcavios, and in particular, tower over the Biblioplex. These star arches are made from spokes of natural materials, such as crystal or stone, that flow in an arch shape. They can stand straight or lie at an angle, and they can be small or enormous, whole or broken, grown over or mysteriously clean. Their irregular spokes tend to radiate light, though. Look how clean this is. That's weird, right? <laughs> Never seen something. It just so never clean. gets dirty. It's a thousand years old and it's cleaner than me. Go ahead, spit on it. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> That's hilarious. It fucking stabs you, like don't do that shit. It, like wipes itself off. <laughs> <laughs> Star arches are a mystery left over from the birth of the world. In most cases, the archers simply float inexplicably silent, immovable, and inert. But many people report seeing an arch appear to them at a critical juncture in their lives, helping answer a burning question in their mind. Um, some scholars believe each arch marks a place of great magic, such as the site of a great mage's birth or the location of a time-lost spell. Fucking hermits coming down from the school, like, hills. Like, I saw arches, man. The arch came to me, bro. <laughs> I'm here to learn. <laughs> Tell me about this arch. So Shikshaven University was founded by five ancient dragons who, according to legend, hatched from the magical energy of the newborn world of Arcavios. These founder dragons were among the first to master magic, and they realized, or decided on their own, that only through discipline study would magic be safe in the hands of other peoples. Thus, they founded Strixhaven to facilitate that study and establish the five colleges based on the magic that each dragon ended up mastering. Damn, it's just like Ninshu from Naruto. Yeah? Yep. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Take my word. I am taking your word for it. To this day, the founder dragons uh, roam the world. They no longer associate directly with Strixhaven, preferring to let the deans of the colleges speak in their stead. Their knowledge is vast, but their tempers can prove short. Mages seek them out only to learn the most elusive of secrets. Okay. Just let Dumbledore handle it. Basically. Speaking of Dumbledore, overseer of the entire university of Strixhaven is the Oracle. The Oracle is the wisest and most accomplished mage in the world of Arcavios, selected by the founder dragons themselves. The Oracle's lifelong task is to ensure that magic is used to help people and not be twisted uh, to evil ends. To be the Oracle, one must understand fundamental truths about the nature of magic, know and wield hundreds of spells, and possess impeccable judgment and virtue. Damn, hundreds of spells. Tough job to get. Oh man, you don't want to fight this guy. Oh, definitely not. He's, he's going to do 100 spells on your ass. Yeah, he, he's the big bad for sure. Right? Oh, he's a big bad? I think so. Well, Dumbledore's not bad. Yeah, but unless you like. He could have been. Well, he kind of is too. I don't think so. He treats Harry Potter pretty bad. I mean, he treats him pretty good. He, he like kind of is. Sort of. Yeah, Harry's kind of his favorite. Mm, yeah. Okay. He all takes right. him well, to fight. He trains him to fight Voldemort. Because he knows he's going to have to. Yeah, I guess so. There's, yeah. <laughs> like, you can't just throw him to the dogs like, ah, figure it out. He kind of does that too, though. Yeah, a little bit. Okay, so <laughs> mysteriously linked to the Oracle are beings called Archaics. Archaics are wise, giant, long-lived beings with an innate talent for magic. They can be seen striding through the wilds, exploring sources of magic with their many arms and contemplating existence through their singular eye, which functions as a magical focus of some kind. Scholars seek out archaics for their vast knowledge of history and magic but archaics tend to communicate in obscure illusions and cryptic metaphors okay 
Few know that archaic existence is linked to a time-warping phenomenon involving the Oracle. When an Oracle dies, their mind and spirit is swept off to the distant past, drawn backward through time toward the instant intense magical power that brought the world into being. Splinters of that Oracle's soul and its fragmented memories coalesce into a newborn archaic. Every archaic alive today was born at the dawn of time from the mind of someone who lived and died or will one day and, uh, live and die as an oracle. Archaics speak in cryptic allegories not only to tease and test the eager minds of the young mages, but also to cleverly sidestep time paradoxes. Okay, this is like <laughs> fucking Socrates advanced. Yeah, Just seriously. like walking around. Like, I guess it would be really weird if you're the oracle and you know this is going to happen to you and you find the archaic that you're going to become that you've already became. And you guys just know the secret handshake for some reason. Yeah, for sure. You're like, like, no, we can't do this right now. The paradox. He has to like banishment. He has to like dimension door through the ground. There you go. Get out of here. So Strixhaven occupies hundreds of acres spread out over six campuses. Each of the university's five colleges has its own campus and the central campus, home to the Biblioplex and Strixhaven Stadium, serves as a hub for university life. Well-maintained roads connect the six campuses and walking from one to another can take half an hour or more. But regular shuttles, large carriages drawn by horse-like uh, automata, run on an hourly schedule between the station near the biblioplex and each of the satellite campuses, making the journey in about 50 minutes or so. In addition, each campus has multiple permanent teleportation circles, which faculty and more advanced students can use when they require instantaneous travel. Why make them look like horses you could have made them look like anything Be are you really trying to keep the fantasy vibe up right like the medieval well vibe? okay yes but also like i think we as people tend to do that too like we make things look like us when they don't necessarily exactly. have to. it could look like anything and we made it look like us right right shout out to friends at the table <laughs> Um, so, so like, what the fuck though? Like, why not? I'm gonna turn that shit into not. A you horse. could do, yeah. Maybe some of them. I would. You would have the horse carriage. You could have the drake carriage. You could have the, I don't know, basilisk carriage. You can make them look whatever you want. Exactly. I have horse. I have horse robots for fun. They do not pull the carriage because yeah. that's a stereotype that I'm not trying to. <laughs> for sure, absolutely. <laughs> the colleges and curriculum at Strixhaven are organized around the idea of philosophical principles joined in concordant opposition. Each school embraces the paradoxical study or paradoxical unity of two polar principles: life and death, order and chaos reason and emotion, and so on. Mm. The five founder dragons are thought to embody the coexistence of these principles, while the ten deans of the colleges stand for the individual principles distinguished from their opposites. So essentially, every college has two deans. Each dean represents an opposing principle. Mm -hmm. for like one, So you have like the dean of life and the dean of death, the dean of order, the dean of chaos, okay. so on and so forth. Okay. Um, and, but they're, they're each attached to a specific college, which we'll, we'll get into. I see. So they're meant to like teach the dichotomy yes and they're meant to oppose each other in such a way that like like for instance if i'm a student at witherbloom and i go to the dean of death he's about a problem i'm having he's going to tell me don't worry about it man things from we're, the view of death yeah we're all gonna die anyway so who cares here's some cocaine <laughs> here you go morty <laughs> um yeah rick's definitely the dean of death um oh, and rick. then if you but if you went to the dean of life they're gonna give you Completely opposing advice. Yeah. And then you. leave it up to you to decide where you want to land mm -hmm. in between. That's the idea. Who are you trying to get A's in their classes with? Yeah. Like, are you going to do some, are you going to take the Dean of Life? Uh -huh. uh, like, like, uh, you know, medicine they have to offer you right now and uh -huh. like really like tell them about it later. You know, I need grades, bro. I did what you said. It was, it was dope. Mm -hmm. I think. I don't know, man. <laughs> so let us begin going over the five colleges. Okay. Starting with Lorehold College. Lorehold, blah, 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 blah. Lorehold <laughs> is the College of Archaeomancy. Oh, a yeah. A term that describes the exploration of ancient things through magic. Its mages explore the past by poring over archaeological sites, calling forth magical energy from old tomes, and summoning the spirits of long-dead historical figures. Lorehold mages travel far and wide across the world, gathering relics of bygone ages and learning dead languages to unpack the secrets of history. Okay. Lorehold College is devoted to the study of history, broadly understood to include the various aspects of culture, behavior, and social relationships that shape historical events. Its studies include various subdivisions of history, military history, social history, cultural history, um, archaeology, anthropology, psychology, sociology, religion, and economics. Um, it overlaps with the Prismari College in the field of art history, with some students splitting their time between the two colleges. 
Lower hold mages use their magic to unearth secrets and share illumination. I love how uh, like tied economics is tied to spellcasting because it costs fucking a ton of money. Oh to yeah, do it. absolutely. Just like material components yeah. out the fucking. And ass. I can definitely see you learning about like the history of certain components, you know, economics and where they come from and where they're sourced now and like how that affected the world economy and yada yada yada. So yeah, that's what you want to do. So so far, like, okay, this is a great touchstone for like your bard background stuff because I feel like a lot of people don't understand what the book means by colleges a lot of the time. Okay. And yeah. Sure. Frankly, like. Neither do I a lot. Like I get it. I get it more than I used to. Okay. But like here's actual colleges. Well, here is a college in the modern sense of like a university. Right. When the college that they are referencing before is sort of like a. It can be like a university or a small private club. Right. Yeah, or you like could that. just like, well, it's like a school of magic. It's like a biker gang kind of. Well, sure. But what I'm trying to say is like. Um, we call the different schools of magic schools, but we don't get confused. We don't confuse that with actual schools. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like that. But it could be like a college in like a like. Ah, I should really like look shit up before I start talking about it because there's there's something there's something here that I'm like forgetting. Okay, there is there is a thing. Well, here hold on to the thought. Maybe we're gonna be talking about colleges a lot, I'll, so I'll it look might it up come in to a you. short rest. Like, uh, it's it's a quick Google search away. Okay. to link my brain back to the memories. Gotcha. Well, let's continue down our exploration of lore holds. So, lore holds two deans carry the titles of dean of order and dean of chaos. As order versus chaos encapsulates the fundamental conflict at the heart of lore holds. Philosophy. This conflict revolves around the forces that underlie and drive history. Is the course of time driving toward a well-ordered ideal state or slowly devolving into chaos? Are deep patterns hidden in historical text? Or is time just a series of coincidence and happenstance? The perspective of order emphasizes the structure that, pe- that pull people together. Law, religion, economics, education, social class, and so on. And how those structures drive historical events. Order focuses on systemic changes and the actions of people collectively. The perspective of chaos, by contrast, emphasizes individual actions, personal bonds of families and friends, and the disruptive forces of lone, passionate people in history. Scholars of chaos gravitate towards reckless discovery and the spirit of adventure in their research of the past, the essence and emotion of history over precision and procedure. The fucking Sith. Uh... One, the Dean of Chaos's room is fucked. There's like, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Nothing is yeah. like, you know. Like, but he knows where everything is. He knows where everything is, yeah. as long as you didn't go move it. Yeah, exactly. Do you need a paper clip? It's on the floor next to the fucking dresser. <laughs> exactly. Front left leg, baby. <laughs> okay. Nah. The Lorehold campus is set among rugged mesas and steep hills that rise from a wide plain and a great chasm called Pillar Drop that holds the excavated ruins of an ancient settlement. Several star arches encircle rocky peaks and outcroppings, testifying to the powerful magical energy in the vicinity. Energy once harnessed by the ancients who used to inhabit this area. Pillar Drop sounds like like uh, Indio Valley or whatever. Like they do Coachella out there once a year while school's off. Yeah, I think the images <laughs> are reminiscent of that as well. Do one of these pillar drops, bro. Oh, Don't worry boy. about it. Oh, Joyce. Get okay. vibey. Get vibey. <laughs> part natural chasm, part archaeological excavation, and part new construction, Pillar Drop is a series of buildings excavated out of cliffs on the Lorehold campus. Ruins and upgraded halls together are now used for research, classwork, and housing. Precarious bridges link one neighborhood of Pillar Drop to another, often directly passing the enormous stone faces of old statues. The school is waiting to get sued for one of these stupid bridges to break. Oh, well, uh, there's a section that talks about, like, there have been many students who have fallen off bridges and died. Oh, died? (laughs) It's like you were out of magic school. They couldn't fucking teach you guys feather fall. (laughs) Well, like, it's just over the long history, at least a couple of them died. Don't leave, don't leave your room without your feather fall scroll, guys. Yeah, seriously. You know know the risk. Yep, yep. (laughs) Next is Prismari, the College of Elemental Arts, which is devoted to the study and practice of art intertwined, intertwined with magic. The mage students of Prismari wield magic in spectacles of creativity, masterpieces of showy, over-the-top magic. They use elemental magic to express who they are and how they see the world, often combining different types of energy, fire, water, air, earth, lightning, heat, cold. I think fire and water kind of cover the heat, cold part, but whatever. In powerful (laughs) expressions of conflict and harmony. Prismari College is dedicated to the arts. Its scholars view art as a fundamental form of self-expression and magic as a tool, a medium, and an inspiration. Prismari students focus on visual arts, including architecture, painting, and sculpture, and performing arts such as dance, music, and theater. The curriculum overlaps with Lorehold in the field of art history and with Silver Quill in the literary arts, and some students divide their time between Prismari and one of those other schools to pursue these interdisciplinary fields. 
Prismari mages use magic to weave the elements into their creations. They might juxtapose fire alongside paint, ceramics, or fabric, and they might choreograph elaborate works that unite a dancer's movements with gusts and eddies of air. That's cool. Yeah, this, this is nice. Prismari's flavor. fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Laurel, by the way, Laurel is the most boring of all the ones we're going to talk Ooh, about. Okay. So we are now getting into all the more interesting colleges. The juice. Yeah, indeed. Prismari's two deans carry the titles of Dean of Perfection and Dean of Expression. Okay. And, <laughs> <laughs> One of them is... <laughs> what? This is not... <laughs> Okay, never mind. And they often express the fundamental conflict of their philosophy as perfection versus expression, or sometimes as intellect versus emotion. What is the purpose of art? Is it to make people think things or make people feel things? Is it supposed to be carefully thought out or, yeah, carefully thought out or raw and spontaneous? Is mastery of art a matter of honing precise techniques to a point of perfection or of perfectly expressing a raw emotional state? Does art aspire to express universal truths or intensely personal ones? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, you know, <laughs> but they are two very true things that are in opposition to each other. Well, yeah, this school is focuses on one or the to other. Discuss it. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Or like, not even I just knew you were going to feel very strongly when we got to this school. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, you know, <laughs> I know. Well, there's another podcast school. Aren't right now. <laughs> well, there's another school that I think is probably a little bit more pertinent. Silver Quill to to both of us, in fact. Sure. But uh, we'll get to that. The, Art. Art. I'm doing the art meme where you're like, you make claws pointed at you and like, is that ah, a thing? Yeah, okay. I think so. I believe you. And there's another one where you put both your hands up and you science. You know, I'm I live in a cave. Uh huh. The perspective Those of old memes. Sorry. Okay. The perspective of perfection focuses on focuses on technique, analysis, theory, aesthetics, and universal principles. It embraces intellect over emotion, strives to be thought provoking and reflective, and aspires to mastery. Its mages tend to use elemental forces of cold, water, and wind. The perspective of expression instead of emphasizes the portrayal of personal emotional truths. Its mages value improvisation, innovation, and rule breaking, and they often favor elemental magic using fire, lightning, and earth. Cool. Okay. That's good flavor. Mm -hmm. Southwest of the central campus, the Prismari campus is situated in a region of jagged rocks, rugged spires, and intense geothermal activity. Hmm. The center of the Prismari campus is Conjurate Hall, a towering structure with a glassed in observation area, a glassed in observation area at the top. Yeah, so like an observation dome, basically. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Constantly changing strands of elemental energy encircles the structure. Artist mages can see for miles from Conjurate's main turret, and the view has inspired many artistic creations. This is in the southwest area? Yes. That's where uh, the, the like lunch cook is Bobby Flay for this one. <laughs> sure. I like Bobby Flay. Yeah, you got to do your southwest right. You're going to be eating, like, fucking beans and chipotle. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Hundreds of Prismari creations are displayed along a path that winds through the central campus buildings, giving the path its name, Opus Walk. Some famous pieces of magical art have been displayed along Opus Walk for centuries, while other transient bursts of creativity last only a few moments. At the outskirts of the Prismari campus, the abandoned creations of thousands of past artist mages have coalesced over the years into a notorious region of Fury Gale. Oh, damn. I read the wrong thing. Oh, Fury Gale. Oh, no. Like, oh, no. no. <laughs> Fury. Here we Fury. go. Fury Gale. Here it's made its way officially into Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Roped off by magical wards and warning signs. Uh, Fury Gale is several acres of ever-changing magical energy. Gales of ice and wind and fire and elementals gone rogue. While dangerous, it also provides a source of wild inspiration and remains a popular spot for students who want to duel without being interrupted by the faculty. And just for the record, I'm fine if you guys are furries or whatever. We're going to take a short rest now. <laughs> okay. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. 
Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. We've returned. Indeed we have. If you want to send us something, you can through the mail, because we have a P.O. box. We do. So check out what the address for that is in the notes below, because fucking I don't remember it. I'm not going to be the one mailing anything to it, but it's down there. Um, Will, where'd you get that mug? I got this one from my local game store. Uh, this one I got off of our merch store. Um, it's uh, spreadshirt.com slash the Dungeon Cast. Um, go there if you want to check out the new Dungeon Cast merch that we got there. Also, the sweet jacket. Yeah, this is for YouTube people. They can see us. But oh, also, yeah. like, podcast people that are listening, we're wearing cool stuff. It has our logo all over it. Sure. Although the shirt I'm wearing is um, the last... The last run we did, we're no longer with this company. That's but true. We still have That's this true. art. We so do. You can get you can get the stuff. Uh, go go to our merch store. Send us a send us a thing. Postcard. Postcard. Yeah, I'll take a postcard. Postcard. All right. Well, next up is Quandrix College of Numeromancy. The fuck. A term that encompasses a study of patterns, fractals, and symmetries to wield power over the fundamental mathematics of nature. I actually really like that. Yeah. Quandrix mages can summon creatures made of fractals or turn abstract theories into towering, spiraling patterns. They Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) They love to expand and multiply. They can increase their knowledge or size by bending numbers. They dwell in the overlap between the theoretical and the natural. From the fabric of their robes to the nature of their spells, they make use of repeated elements, clever symmetries, and surprising geometry to express the complex truths that they study. It's Ian Malcolm is running this fucking college, dude. Ian Malcolm. Ian Malcolm from uh, Jurassic Park. It's, oh, uh, yes, Jeff definitely, definitely. A yeah. butterfly flaps its wings <laughs> in China. Uh, anyway. Uh, the studies undertaken within Quandrix College include mathematics, physics, logic, statistics, metaphysics, and various fields of theoretical magic. Students from the other colleges occasionally delve into Quandrix courses to bolster the theoretical underpinnings of their studies, and Quandrix's studies of nature and Witherbloom's explorations of practical biology have some significant overlap. Wow, this is cool. Yeah, this is pretty. This is pretty wild. Like we we're getting really deep into like things I never really thought about when it came to magic, personally. Uh, yeah, uh, like understanding the fabric of like reality itself. Yeah, or just like applying magic to like real world, like uh, academics. Yes, you know when you think of a blending wizard, them together, yeah, blending them together. When you think of a wizard in D&D, you do think an educated academic person, but you think about it in this kind of fanciful magical la la land that doesn't exist in our real world totally but this for me Strixhaven has really forced me to be like well no like you could really look at this from a scientific point of view and really get into it that's what i like about full metal alchemist is like right the 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 science and the magic are are tied together they are they're very tied together so quandrix's two deans carry the titles of dean of substance and dean of theory reflecting the philosophical division within the college is mathematics a natural force that exists in the universe independent of the constructs of intelligent minds, or is it a theoretical framework created by those who study it? Is the work of the scholar to discover what is or to define what could be? 
Damn, the Strixhaven writers were up late on YouTube. They really were. <laughs> <laughs> the perspective of substance emphasizes physical reality. In this view, math is embodied in the natural forces of the multiverse, waiting to be discovered by those with the intellectual intellectual fortitude to delve into those secrets. Quandrix mages who embrace this view use magic to bring numerical concepts to life, creating or altering physical reality out of mathematical possibility. Damn. Mm-hmm. The perspective of theory focuses on the abstract realms of conjecture and possibility. Its scholars view math as a lens through which a mind can understand the cosmos, not something that exists independently in the world. Mages who embrace this perspective use their spells to weave illusions and manipulate the fabric of magic itself. Okay, is mage just a blanket term when yeah, we're in Dungeons and Dragons? Yep, so yep, it's yep, like yep. one who magics? Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's a good question because in previous additions mage has been its own class separate from wizard even yeah totally let's let's uh let's sidestep into final fantasy what's a mage in final fantasy it's like its own specific thing right kind of mage mage. mage is more of a blanket term between the mages so you you have the a black mage white mage green mage red mage blue mage they all do different styles yeah and they all do very different stuff and like i don't even think the word mage comes up in like uh harry potter like that's the that's the wrong. We're drawing the wrong parallel. We're drawing a lot on Harry Potter when we should be drawing a lot on Patrick Rothfuss uh, novels. Oh yeah, the university yeah. and the the arcanists. I yeah. love that setup. Oh from yeah, that book. It's, it's, it's it's really it's good. Very it's, very charming. It is the superior like magic school in my mind it for is, fantasy. It's the magic school that really makes you feel like it's an actual school that could exist in our world. Yeah, because like, uh, like a, a real college too. Yes, even though there's exactly. Like younger kids there. It's like, we don't give a shit about any of you. Pay us the bucket, fucking money. That's, that's true. It is It is like that in that You'll world. do magic though. Yeah, we will teach you. And it'll yeah. be great education, but pay up. You'll learn to split your mind in like fucking eight <laughs> different pieces or whatever the fuck. Right. Um, the Quandrix Campus. The, the Quandrix. The Quandrix Campus. The Quandrix Campus is situated in a coastal area to the northeast of the central campus, surrounded by lush woodland and abundant rivers and streams. The central hall of Quandrix Campus, Quandrix Campus, <laughs> lies at the end of a geometrical series of walkways, terminating at ascending ramps to a towering building called Taurus Hall. Mm. Inside Taurus Hall's architecture is mapped to an ever-changing three-dimensional grid which slowly evolves. Some Quandrix faculty members insist that mage students should not linger inside the hall for too long, lest its geome- geometry eventually turn itself inside out while the students are still inside of what it. What the fuck? Yeah, so it's dangerous and no one should probably ever go in Because <laughs> it'll fucking yeah, ru- the fact Rubik's that, Cube The fact you. that there's even a point zero zero one percent possibility, no one should ever go in there. Ever. I know it just shit on like how much Harry Potter we're drawing on, but the staircase <laughs> yeah. flying across to match another yeah. staircase, this and everyone's that. fucking on it, like, oh my god! And yeah. every, like other kids are like, yeah, you get used to it like if you fall to your doom like we'll probably hogwarts your life is in danger much of the time same with quandrix you are going to feel pain you will break bone (laughs) the quandrix campus is alive with dynamic sculptures made of water behaving in odd ways cube shaved fountains arching aqueducts that flow through the air towers of solid steaming water one water structure holds a secret a mysterious inner expanse called the erythmodrome oh god okay (laughs) from outside the erythmodrome looks like a large cube of water 10 feet on each side the inside is an apparently boundless theory space that suspends the rules of reality it sounds like a bad carnival like <laughs> like uh like you know i don't want to call it a game but i guess it would be a carnival game right i think it sounds awesome it's Get like into the arithmetic go inside the go inside the cube and when you go in there it's like you've now entered the matrix and nothing in here matters Reality does whatever you want it to do. It's pretty sweet. It's fucking cool. That is cool. Mages use this space to explore theoretical numerical possibilities. Damn, that's fucking cool, actually. It's, yeah, it's pretty sweet. I wonder if you can bend time in there so you can, like, hyperbot time chamber it a little bit. I would bit. imagine so, yeah. Damn. An interesting being dwells at Quandrix College named Essex the Fractal Bloom. Tasked with devising an infinite equation, a group of Quandrix students accidentally created Essex, a living theorem obsessed with infinity. Over the years, a few professors have tried to deactivate the theorem, but all their formulas somehow end up dividing by zero and fizzling out. Essex Essex never seems to register these would-be threats as it remains consumed by its own calculations of infinity. That's what you tell people that fail really hard is that they divided by zero. Or at least <laughs> that's, what out. that's what I did for a little while. I was like, damn, bro, you beefed it pretty hard. <laughs> divided, divided by, by zero. zero. Um, I just, yeah, I think it's really interesting. I just, I don't know why. I just picture like this giant like helix thing. Sure. Magical helix floating around in the middle of the universe. Maybe just wandering around and 
the professors like don't think it's a threat, but it might be. And they're like, why don't we just shut it down? And then every time they try it, it fail. I I just realized that people are probably some people out there are probably like, what the fuck are they talking about? Like, if you guys don't know what fractals are, they look like tree branches or like a snowflake has a lot of fractals. Yeah, yeah, um, that's true. I like didn't think about that. Water, yeah. the way water like naturally moves down a slope is a yeah. fract- is a fractal shape. Like, there's exactly. a lot of tree roots. Like, I don't know, give you some sort of visual. So it's like chaos theory is like a cool YouTube dive. If you've read the Stormlight Archives, all the cryptic uh, spren, their entire heads are fractals. Yeah, or if you've read Jurassic Park, you kind of got an intro with Ian Malcolm's character. Yeah, very true. He's he's a scientist that studies chaos theory. Absolutely. That's why he's invited to the park. All right, well, on to Silver Quill, which would be the college that I would attend. I've decided I'm a Silver Quill man. Oh, you voted this for me, too. Well, mm, you might be Prismari. I'm definitely Silver Quill. Prismari was cool. The College of Eloquence. Its mages, stylish and intimidating and driven, are masters of the magic of words. They create spells from spoken word battle poetry, or magical manifestation of the written word, scribing patterns of runic ink in the air. These mages make for natural leaders, fierce competitive, fiercely competitive, with a piercing wit and a never second place attitude. It's just wild and out. It's just the show, the MTV show Wild and Out. What? Hosted by Nick Cannon. What? Okay, <laughs> explain the show. They're just like, uh, okay, it's like Nick Cannon yeah. gets a bunch of people, and mm-hmm. maybe there's one other like notable famous person outside of the show. Sure. And they split into two teams and they do a bunch of like challenges that are like battles against each other. Okay. And they're usually like poetic or like rap in nature. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that would happen or here. They're, or they're telling jokes on people but about this, people's mamas. But this is a place where, <laughs> this is a place where people like write poems, speeches, essays, novels, all that other stuff. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. But they, yes, they're also rap battling. Yeah. <laughs> Which yep. I'm sure you would be attracted to. I would very much like to watch, but I would not participate. I'm not, I, I am not a rapper. Your mom can't do magic. Uh, that's all I got. All right, moving on. <laughs> the curriculum of Silver Quill uh, revolves around words encompassing literature, including fiction, essays, drama, and poetry, languages, linguistics, oratory, rhetoric, and dramatic performance. Okay. Students from other colleges often take Silver Quill courses to improve their communication skills, learning to speak and write more effectively about their primary field of study. Silverquill and Prismari see overlap in the area of performing arts with Silverquill emphasizing verbal performance and Prismari focusing more on dance and other forms of movement. I was going to say, like, it's really good to have vocabulary to, like, identify certain things. So if you're studying deeply, you need to have good vocabulary. So yeah. probably everybody should be taking classes here. So Silverquill and Quandrix are the two colleges that, like, almost everyone dabbles in. Yeah, at least a that little makes bit. sense. Because, like, both of those um, colleges... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They they are pertinent to all study, regardless yeah. of yeah. what you've chosen to study. It but sounds like you need to know math and, and language here. Indeed. The two deans of Silver Quill are called the Dean of Radiance and the Dean of Shadow, <laughs> highlighting the college's use of metaphor in describing its philosophical differences. The metaphor of radiance and shadow takes concrete form in Silver Quill magic as students learn to manifest brilliant light or inky darkness with their spells. The fundamental argument among Silver Quill scholars centers on the purpose of communication. It is to help others. Is it to help others or further a personal agenda? Does literature selfishly better society or selfishly advance one's own goals? I wasn't ready for that philosophical bout. Mm. Also, before it gets away from me, mm. I'm the shadow dean. No running in the halls. <laughs> I'm the, you never I fucking guess, see uh, that fool. <laughs> <laughs> the college's perspective of radiance envisions language as sunlight emanating from the speaker or writer to illuminate others and make the world a brighter place. Mages who embrace this view use their language skills and their magic to uplift and empower others, to shine light on the evils of society, and to inspire the best in those around them. Mm. The college's perspective of shadow focuses on the power of language to stab, to expose stinging truths, and to obfuscate secrets. <laughs> The magic of shadow mages often manifests as bolts or blades of darkness or blotches of flowing ink, and its effects range from a sting uh, a sting of shame to an assault on the target's life energy. Holy shit. Good job on Offuscate. That was that's a hard one. Yeah. I don't know if it was a good job, but I said it I eventually. Mean, you stuck with it. Yeah. And that was what was important. <laughs> and I I was laugh I, I didn't mean to like laugh in a negative no, way. No, I was just impressed most, mainly. It's like For he sure. said that live. I did, I did. <laughs> the Silver Quill campus is located due north of the Central Strixhaven campus and looks much like an extension of it. Silver Quill is the most urban of the five colleges with a campus that features buildings of stately elegance. The main Silver Quill building is Grand Loft Hall, a vast space with shafts of light streaking in from the enchanted window panes 
far above. Grandloft teams with balconies, lodges, booths, daises, and other spaces where orders can perform their craft um, freely. Inklings, the college's mascots, flit around the high ceiling and enchanted spotlights uh, automatically focus on any mage who uses powerful magic. And they're constantly just blasting the walls with paint from Shit. fucking squirt guns. Yeah, absolutely. You, did everyone understand my Inklings reference? Mm. Mm-hmm. Google you Nintendo. You mean Splatoon? Splatoon. Yeah. Splatoon. They really missed out on I wonder spelling how, it. I wonder how Ju- Jubilex feels about this college. Ooh. All the ink. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> I fucking party here. <laughs> yeah. These guys know how to fucking paint. Uh, the Rose Stage is a rotating circular platform on Silver Quill Campus. It has a backdrop of roses made of magical ink, which creates excellent acoustics. Ooh. Mage students meet at the Rose Stage to practice performances, spar, or engage in honor duels. Faculty members often observe performances at the Rose Stage, coaching the students in their magical and rhetorical displays. Why would they battle here? Are they trying to like i really want my swords to cling out real well real hard. The, a lot of acting in theater happens here too oh okay yeah. i get so there's Projection. acting there's theater there's yeah. rap battles there's also debate um so there's yeah, so not there's, so much stabbing. there is a lot about competition and fierceness and like uh development of wit and stuff here okay i like it the draw oh god the drama the dramarium Dr- the dramarium the dramarium is a facility where silver Quill students train in fitness dance martial arts and other acts of physical performance they got a gym bro that's dope i love this college you're fucking squatting yeah students can avail themselves of the preparation space called the gray room which has hair and makeup salons voice rehearsal booths mirrored rehearsal spaces and spa facilities hey yeah, they they're living it up over here i mean you gotta get that what what is it called cupping that's cupping? what's happening at cupping? the spas. They oh, put, they yeah, 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 the, yeah. The they suction do the, cup and like, do your heat back on and it stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The back of the dramarium has a special sensory deprivation chamber for mage students who want complete silence in which to meditate. That's wild. Mm-hmm. If, I don't know who's out there that has ever had the opportunity to do that. I've always it, wanted to. Yeah, yeah, me too. I fear it. But I, oh, really? I want to embrace it. Oh, yeah. no, I don't fear it at all. I very much am like, space. it's a place where no one can bug me. <laughs> I get a very Edgar Allan Poe buried alive feel about Ooh, it, thinking about yeah, it. I'm like, that, yeah. do I have the emergency bell? If I do, I'll probably be okay. You definitely will have an emergency bell. I hope so, man. I hope that's not my day to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, finally, we have Winterbloom, the uh-huh. College of Essence Studies. Mages draw power from the opposing forces of life and death. These mages brew their spells from natural components and the essence of living creatures, using that power to heal or harm the living or to raise or entreat the dead. They can cause entire forests to blossom out of nowhere or call down old curses that scour flesh from the bone. From the bone. <laughs> Some Witherbloom mages defend ecosystems from pollution while others revel in the power of corruption. They're at home riding zombie crocodiles down a languid river, picking the herbs from a potion to treat a disease, brooding over a chorus of swamp frogs, or summoning fearsome avatars of nature. They're doing cauldron magic. This is druid school. Nice. That's it's, dope. It's druid slash witch school. They're making they're making good tea. Yeah. They're the going best places. Tea. The best tea. The best tea. It takes you to fucking outer space. <laughs> <laughs> the curriculum of Witherbloom College focuses on various sciences revolving around li- life sciences. Biology, ecology, botany, chemistry, and related sciences combine with the study and manipulation of the magical energy of the positive plane and the negative plane, the primal forces of life and death. Witherbloom's curriculum shares some overlap with Quandrix's analysis of the mathematical patterns in nature. The two deans of Witherbloom are traditionally called the Dean of the Root and Dean of the Vein. These titles are a somewhat abstract way of framing the core division in the college's philosophy. Is growth or decay the driving force in nature? The philosophy of the root, growth, focuses on life and its irrepressible drive to thrive. This view celebrates the diversity and adaptability of life forms from the tiniest selves to the most complex networks of living things. The growth philosophy asserts that the urge to survive and reproduce is the most essential principle in the cosmos. Okay. Mages who adopt this view uh, wield positive energy and practice healing magic. Cool. Okay. The philosophy of the vein, or decay, focuses on the inevitability of death and decay. Its traditional name comes from the prominence of vampires within the college. What? (laughs) Whose conceptions of draining... Okay, so let's pause there for a second. So one of the things that the book makes perfectly clear is like this is an extremely cosmopolitan area where you will literally, you will run into, in, in going down the hall... From one class to another, you will run into an Enten, a Druid, a Vampire, a Human, a Halfling, an Elemental, all in your way there. Oh, wow. And everyone's studying. Everyone's there to study. Okay. It's like anyone and everyone. 
All right. Welcome to Strixhaven. Hey. Within the college whose conceptions of draining life through the vein have long proved an important counterweight to the growth philosophy of Witherbloom. The decay philosophy sees life energy as a resource to be consumed rather than a good to be nourished for its own sake. Mages who adopt this view wield negative energy and practice necromancy. Witherbloom's campus is tucked away in a wide bayou to the southeast of Strixhaven Central Campus. Sedgemore, the bayou area that encompasses the Witherbloom campus, is known for a range of swamp creatures, bats, crocodilian monsters, zombified animals, lumbering beasts called uh, brackish trudges, and canine creatures called groffs. Sedgemore is an excellent place to find pest mascots, herbs, spider silk, fungi, and other ingredients for potions and spells. Damn, okay, that's cool. So you're out there fucking gathering all your shit like, yep. with the rest. You're grocery shopping. Indeed you are. <laughs> so the center of the Witterboom campus is Wittershins Hall. Is that Wittershins? Or yeah, Widershins? it looks like Wittershins. Wittershins Hall, a bog mansion that looks like it grew out of Sedgemore itself. Wittershins is a network of interconnected wood pods with planked walkways leading out of it like tendrils. The hall has a cozy inner chamber where students gather for classwork. Okay, I think I can visualize that. Yeah, actually, it was a really cool image in the book for it. Nice, okay. Uh, a stinking, thoroughly unpleasant marshland lies adjacent to Sedgemore, the detention bog. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Witherbloom right. faculty members send misbehaving students to this bog as punishment, but it's also an excellent place to gather herbs for certain cures and curses. Damn, what are you fucking up here at the school? You know what I mean? Right. Like, what? What? It, what are you doing? Are you like cheating on a test? I guess skipping so. class. Yeah, because like they're bullying other students. They're embodying good and evil here. Like, but no, not good and evil. Life and death. Well, yeah, There's okay. Uh, like, um, well, in the dichotomy and all, of them, like the shadow, like using rhetoric to advance one's, uh, like one's position own, in society. Right. You know, et cetera, et cetera. There's some sure. borderline evil shit. If sure. Not actually, evil shit yeah, going on. Absolutely. So, absolutely. Like what constitute? It has to be the lawful stuff. Like. This is a lawful place. Don't break the rules. Don't break the is rules. Is what it is. Yeah. Don't break the rules. Um, break so, the any rules. questions about Strict Saving? Uh, uh, mm, uh, I, okay. No. <laughs> I feel, I understand this is a blanket episode and I could ask like a thousand questions if I wanted right. to, but like, I feel like I have a feel for what this place is and is supposed to be. Right. So, I feel good about what we talked about. So, what I'll add here at the end here is that the, the lore for the setting is very good. Um, and even more so, they take the extra effort for you to run your game here in that there are rules for report cards, classes, extracurricular activities, um, student romances, et cetera, et cetera. They okay. They have also plotted out all the different faculty members for you. I didn't bring them up here because this episode would be a thousand hours long. Right. I figured there's like but names for the five yeah, dragon lords. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, they got those. They got stats for all them. The they teams. got. Oh, stats? Dragon for the stats? dragons, yes, yes. Hell yeah! Um, wow, <laughs> the implication there is, uh, and they're is not, and they ominous. don't belong to any of like the dragons, like chromatic gem or anything. They have, they're unique entities, and these are like named dragons, which is nice. Yes, people they love are named that dragons. They do. Um, but what I'm trying to say is, like the dean and the oracle and all that other stuff, they are provided different teachers, different classes you can take. Um, there's even more locations than what I listed here. Like, there's a full map and all the other stuff. So it's like, if you really want to run a Magic Academy setting, like you, this it does a great job. It does a really good job. My main criticism is like, we should have got a school of magic, a, a wizard school of magic for all five of the, or, yeah, all five of the colleges. Mm-hmm. Um, we probably could have got some bard stuff for Prismari. We, I mean, we could have got subclasses. Where's the bard shit? Where's the sorcerer? Sorcer yeah, shit? we could have got some some cool subclasses out of this. Um, we definitely could have got some better feats. They're, the feats are all basically like, I'm a Strixhaven student, so I get this stuff. I did look into that earlier. Yeah. Like, they were kind of teasing that stuff. Yeah. Um, and I was like, none of these feats are good. Maybe it's good within the Within the, the setting, yeah. But, like, this being marketed as an adventure, or not marketed, but, like, run. run. This is an adventure module, essentially. Yes, there are a couple miniature adventures, but it's more of a setting thing. It's, like, it's this weird halfway ground between an adventure and a resource book, but it doesn't have a lot of resources, um, and it doesn't have a full-fledged adventure. It's a sandbox. It's, like, here's a place to play in. Exactly. Figure it out. Exactly. Okay. But that being said, it was it was a fun book to read. I would not run this game because I don't want to run a Magical Academy. But if someone was like, yo, dude, I'm doing a Strixhaven thing. We're doing Magical Academy. Everyone's starting at level zero. Do you, and I had time for a biweekly game. Oh, dude, I'd be stoked. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, let's, let's run a Magic School game. Absolutely. And then you get to be like 
Um, I liked what they were doing with the Adventure Zone at first when it, they were doing the Magic. It would have been nice if this came out before Adventure so Zone Academy. So they I feel could like use it would have it would have boxed them in a little more and given it more direction, and it's what it needed. Sure. So sure. Um, bummer about that campaign. Um, it's kind of it's kind of a tough one to listen to. Yeah, it's not the best of the adventure. Time. I think it was a good good effort, but like this would have helped it a lot. Absolutely. Um, with that being said, I think we can get ready for long rest. Ooh, let's do that. All right. Hey everybody, welcome to the long rest. We're here doing it the long way. Oh God. <laughs> what, are we not? I mean, yeah, I guess we are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we got a beholder that we're finally gonna finish. And one more to what, go. Like, how is it that like obviously we spend the same amount of time on every beholder, but I swear this beholder it feels like we've been working on this one forever. Oh, life has slowed down actually it's, for me it's in very real strange. life. Like, yeah. It it's it just slowed way down. <laughs> yeah, so we're on the final feature and the final um, uh, eye beam for our final beholder, which we haven't named yet. Did we name it? Uh, no, we'll have to do that right now. <laughs> yeah, we will. Well, well, we can do it next episode. Yeah, we'll do it next episode. We can um, just finish it, leave it, let it sit, and then think about it. Okay. And name it, ruminate. So, it, so we will. decided that this beholder is definitely uh, an alumni, uh, uh, a graduated alumni of Strixhaven University and a, a little floating magic man yeah as such he proudly or she they yeah, they proudly pr- carry they. yeah they <laughs> proudly carry their university diploma and their graduation gowns wherever they go so <laughs> <laughs> definitely wearing the graduation gowns and definitely holding a diploma my, my papa told me I'd never <laughs> mount nothing I got my degree I'm taking it with me. So why don't you tell everyone what the uh, what the final beholder Iray is? He's Grick's cousin. He's Grick's cousin. Yeah, Grick, Grick, Rick, Rick the Grick Rancher. Uh huh. It has a southern accent. Okay, this, sure. This is Grick's cousin. Okay, this is Grick's cousin. Well, we'll dick. work. No. <laughs> uh, Diploma Dick. Diploma. <laughs> I hate it. Let's not go there. Okay. Tell him about the I beam. Uh, I beam what. Philosophy oh yeah! Beam? I was like, "What was it?" The I, philosophy. Oh, I beam. must have been hit with it because yeah. I'm confused. As uh, a, as a student of Strixhaven, it, yeah. uh, uh, this beholder has learned many philosophies of life, death, uh, light, and shadow, et cetera, et cetera. And it hasn't aligned itself with a single one. No. Uh, and it's going to fire. It's going to fire that brain chaos at you. Indeed, by showing you deeply the uh, two sides of any given argument, it will leave you uh, confused. Yeah, it it basically you get put in like a like a visual box where you are shown a coin and then the coin flips over and then the coin starts to spin mm-hmm. and then it shows you another coin and you're like there's two coins and you can't handle it and your brain breaks and you're confused. I was thinking more along the lines of like gives you a great argument between chaos and order like instantaneously so in depth that your brain can't handle it. But sure, we'll go with the Yeah, coin like then. when they when they show you what the matrix really is. Yeah, sure. And your exactly. brain like doesn't Whoa. handle it so great. Yeah. That's fucking good Keanu, man. <laughs> Thank you, <Whoa>. man. <laughs> uh, yeah. Alright, so that's our beholder. We finished it. It's done. No, it's not. We oh, have it's to not. name we gotta it. Name but it. All, the, all the features and physical traits are yes. there. We'll name it next episode. Is there anything you want to talk about before we call it a game? Uh, it's been a good year, the beholder. It has. Uh, thanks, everybody. Uh, we we are waiting until the the first episode of the new year to do, to announce what the new year is of. That's right, and that's in like two episodes from now. Yes. Uh, also, um, let us know if you run any Strixhaven stuff, like a campaign, in the comments below. Um, we want to do some plugs. Um, well, what what do we plug? We already plugged the merch store, and we already plugged the PO box. We plugged the PO box. So check us out on Patreon, where you can catch out oh, free yeah. episodes of this show early as yeah. early as I can get them to you. And if you are interested in supporting us, that's the absolute number one way to do it. Go to Patreon, subscribe, get your get your bonuses, and uh, feel good about uh, knowing that you're helping us keep this whole thing going. We're making TikToks. Check us out on TikTok. Bing yes. Bong. Oh God. Uh, oh God! Yeah, I'm on. I'm on deck with the trends. Uh, we've got some cool ideas for that. Uh, so yeah, come check us out on there and Twitter and the gram. You can find me B and D and D underscore B and D and B and B and D. Sorry, let me start over. This if I don't nail it, D and uh, it was B and D and D underscore B and B and D. On Instagram, Why? I'm going to be posting about... Why? It's a mirror. Brian and Dungeons and & Dragons and then the mirror thing. It's because lots of names are taken. Okay. Because we're in the year of our Lord 2021. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Fair the internet enough. has been around long enough for people to take all the good shit from me. It's true. It's true. Brian is a very common name. It was one it of is. the most common Did names I tell you, I was, I was almost named Brian. 
Damn, it, it got it got switched last second when my father decided he really really wanted me named after his father. He's like, "Fuck Brian, my dad is better than whoever Brian is." <laughs> and thus William Stark was born. And we found each other eventually. It's true. It could it could have been Brian. Hi, I'm Brian, and I'm Brian. I had a job where I was one of six Brians. <laughs> oh my god, it was the worst day of my life every day. <laughs> All right, let's call it a game. We'll okay. see you guys see next you guys. time. Thanks for all. Yeah, bye. Am I a hands we, up we guy or am I hands? <laughs> what do I do with my hands? <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> We're 280 episodes in. I don't know what to do with my hands. You ready? Yeah. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Will. I'm Brian. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons. And I don't remember what to say next. <laughs> the name of the episode. <laughs> do I say we were talking about everything talk- D&D or everything Dungeons and Dragons? Everything. Whatever you want. But every, everything Dungeons That's and Dragons. That says D&D, but we say everything Dungeons and Dragons. We do. We do, right? Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Our tagline's kind of like... It's all over the place. Kind of fluid. (laughs) Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.